Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code IKELIVE, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ike Live. Hope you're having a great Sunday. I know we are. Um, wanted to make a couple uh, quick announcements here uh, right before we get back. And uh, first of all, want to let you know that a Founders Beer of the Night, uh, we're doing, uh, of course, Solid Gold. We're also drinking the uh, Green Zebra. And, uh, you know, a lot of questions about, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people are stuck home. They're quarantined. They don't, they don't want to – you can't go to a bar, right? So there's limited options on where to get your beverages right now. I want to let you know that if you're a Founders beer fan uh, like we are, uh, you can go use the Founders app. Founders actually has an app. And on the Founders app, there's a way that you can put in your zip code and you could find out the establishments that are still um, selling and serving founders. And a lot of these places, the great thing about it, a lot of these places you can call ahead, you can get, say, a case of solid gold, you can pay for it, and then when you get there, they'll bring it out to you, they'll leave it on the curb. I've done that a few times uh, since we've been in quarantine. So uh, use the Founders app. Uh, you can find out exactly where to get your favorite uh, Founders beer. The other thing I wanted to talk about real quick um, is uh, want everybody, I don't care if you're religious or not, I want everybody to uh, think about and keep in your prayers uh, Aaron Martins. Uh, Aaron's a friend of all of ours, great friend of the show. I've known Aaron for my entire career, literally the beginning of my career. Uh, he's such a good guy. Um, and he's, he's dealing with some health issues right now. He's in the hospital. Um, so I want everybody that's, uh, you know, a fan of Aaron, and I think that's everybody in the fishing world, um, keep Aaron in your prayers uh, right now. Uh, he's definitely got some stuff he's gone through. So wanted to say that. And, uh, of course, we've got Pete uh, uh, here joining us. He's at home. I saw Jake come into the screen <laughs> and say hello there for a second. So. Uh, hey Jake, what's up? Um, how you doing? See, Good, how are you? Good. See, Pete, here's a benefit of of being at home on the show is Jake gets to make an appearance on Ike Live. This is great. It it, it is really cool. He always comes up when I'm live. He, he's actually come up. I have this uh, really cool uh, rappel. I have lures all over my desk. I've been working on stuff and doing some filming here. And uh, as always, he takes my favorite lure. And he moves it in his tackle box. Yeah, yes. I want DT that. Fat One, good bait too. Yeah, That's yeah. A good one. He might even hang around for a uh, MTV unboxing. I we got, like we it. got one right here. I like. Oh well, let's do it right now. Speaking of MTV unboxing, everybody watching and listening, do you know that Ike Live is the only live podcast that does an actual, a real, not fake or set up MTV unboxing. And because of uh, because of the, the the restrictions and because of the quarantining, 
Pete, this is going to be a little different. We're going to open up different boxes at different locations. But the uh, the concept's the same, Very Pete. Cool. I want you to open your box, have uh, pick one out, have Jake pick one out, and I'm going to open up this one. And Brian even has his own box at the computer <laughs> right now. So we all have our own boxes. We're, we're, we've got social distancing going on. So Here Pete, it comes. Pete, start. Why don't you and Jake start tonight? What do you got in your MTB box? You want, you want to start? Oh, Jake, Jake's already eyed his up. What do you got, Jake? What is that? Looks like a swim bait. Yeah. He's got he's got a savage gear. It's a it's a big bluegill swim bait. And it just you open this box, it just oh, jumps yeah. out at you. Oh, savage lore? Yeah. Check nice. Get up there. Look at that. Look at that baby. That's uh that's gonna be kill well, it's gonna be killer around the spawn. That thing looks um, good. And and it's something you might want to throw, Mike, in these South Jersey ponds, catch those catch those big ones to win your contest man I but might I, have to. I like this little little bagley's man it bagley's got a it's kind of like a little mini jerk bait uh, a slender crankbait uh with a deep diving lip very Ooh. very unique little plug from bagley's i like Ooh, it that looks good wow a lot of other good stuff we got all kinds of crawls and and great a uh, riot bait with a really cool tail, um, all jig. kinds. Of, we got a jig here from V and M. V and M jig. Look at that. Wow. Guggen baits. We got a we got a drop shot bait from the Guggen boys. Oh, Guggen bait. Now that's cool. That's an awesome box. Man, that Jake, box. All of this is going in my tackle no, box. Mine. <laughs> wow, that box is loaded. Uh, I I want to give you a couple here on mine and and. Pete, just like yours, my box loaded. I see uh, jig heads. I see a nice topwater popper. I've got some shaky heads. I've got a spinner bait. I've got a lot of cool stuff. But the two that I'm going to pick tonight, the one is an absolute classic right now, if you're a finesse fisherman, is there's Z-Man uh, Elastec Ned Baits in here, the, uh, the big TRD. Oh, really? The big okay. TRD, which is cool because everybody thinks you got to throw a real little tiny – you know, two, three-inch Ned bait, and this is a bigger mm -hmm. one. This is actually a four-inch, almost a big uh, soft stick bait size. That big turd gets bit, bro. Yeah, big, big what turd. Color? What color you got? This is, the color's called Drew's Crawl, Drew's which Crawl. is nice. It's a good-looking bait. But, Pete, here's the one that uh, the highlight of my box is right here, and this is by um, Janko, Janko Fishing, J-E-N-K-O. So I saw this. Look, check this out. I saw this. It's a lipless vibration. Feels like it's about half ounce. And when I first saw it in the pack, I didn't understand because I'm like, man, those they were cheap. They were so cheap they didn't put hooks on the thing. <laughs> I'm like, it don't even have a split ring on it. And then I noticed what? it had a little ziplock with a single treble and a, a, and a uh, an O-ring on it. This is a through line. Line through. This is a line through lipless. Nice. That is dope, dude. Yeah. That is so dope. And and the reason I'm 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 crushing on this is <laughs> I can think of a lot of times, smallmouth included, Pete. Think about the times this lipless <laughs> gets the smallmouth going, but you lose a lot. 
You lose a ton, dude, because of the leverage of the bait. Yeah, the leverage, yep. Dude, this yep. thing will get away from the hook. Yeah. I bet you'll keep a lot more fish pinned with that. That's You don't have that's that, you don't have that split ring to, to bind up. Right. Right. This one is definitely going on my box right here, Pete. Well, I I, I got to make a comment because our uh, next guest, both of your picks are, you know, are tied to him, you know, with the Z-Man bait, which he caught like 100 bass on that crawl in yeah. Texas. I got to talk to him about that. And um, but that lipless bait without the rear hook, he showed us a trick out of out of Bashu lot or on the water. Uh, where he he takes the rear hook off of his rattle trap and and can crank right through treetops wow. like you won't believe lay down trees and it's it's the most amazing thing and it's all about eliminating that that rear hook like that bait right. that you just showed right and 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 just reels it right through a blow down tree you know how bad they are about hooking up oh yeah uh, you get anywhere near a piece of wood with with a lipless bait and you're getting hung up. But you take that rear hook off, and MDJ showed me how to work it. It's it's amazing. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, well, there you have it, everybody watching. Um, again, another great testament to why a mystery tackle box is a great, great deal. Listen to me. This, the, all these examples. Look at a swim bait, Pete Head. Brian the Carpenter, of course, is holding the line through. Uh, these, are, these are baits that you might not necessarily think about or go buy yourself. Mystery Tackle Bots puts them in your hand, uh, gives you some latest, greatest, really cool stuff. So uh, check them out. Mystery Tackle Box, a great product. Um, Brian DeCarpenter, I'm ready for some MDJ, man. Okay. I'm ready for some MDJ. Pete, what do you think? I'm ready for some Mark, man. Mark. I, I am, man. I, you know, I, was wa I watched him fish down in Texas, and uh, I, I dialed into his YouTube channel, and he, he did a real – I don't know if you see, he just released a new video of him fishing by his house in in a creek. I saw and that. I saw it on a, social media. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool deal that was, catching spots um, in no in next to no water, you know, just wow. you know, a few miles from his house. It's pretty cool stuff he's doing out there. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to him again. Very, 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 very cool. All right, Pete, you hang tight. Let me uh, dial up MDJ. Mike, sing a song. Pete. Hang tight. It's another name for you. We've got a lot of them. Um, uh, real quick, uh, while we're waiting to get uh, Mark on the line, I uh, want to let everybody know uh, next Sunday happens to be Easter Sunday, Brian DeCarpenter. Uh, but the following Sunday, we're going to be back for another Ike Live. Uh, we'll get you some details here in the next week on, uh, on show topics and guests. But uh, definitely, you know, now that we've – Got um, a little bit of a rhythm going on here. A rhythm. Uh, the Bri rhythm. Brian DeCarpenter and I have a little system going here. We're going to try to get you a lot of Ike Lives. We're going to try to get you one at least every week or every other week uh, in the case of Easter Sunday. Um, <laughs> so keep, keep your eye out for some great uh, shows coming up here in the next month or so. Hi. <laughs> Pete is frozen. Pete's frozen. Yeah, I like Pete frozen. Hold on, we're gonna put him up. Is that another name? <laughs> yeah, Pete froze. Now Pete froze is another name. Yeah, look at him. I know. You iced up, Pete. 
Pete froze up, but he froze up in a good position. <laughs> there he is. There he is. He's oh, he's back. back. All right. He's gunning. Because I was going <laughs> to say, you know how, like, sometimes you freeze up and you're in, like, an awkward, you know what I mean? Like, you're, yeah. like you've are like you got a weird mouth or you're yeah. picking your nose or something. Yeah. But that was a good position for Pete. All right. Let's get to it. We've got um, the highlight of the show for me. Not, not that Glenn wasn't. And obviously, we had to talk about. We had to talk about important stuff. I mean, what's going on in life and how it's affecting fish, and that was important. But this is the highlight of the show for me. We're gonna get uh, crazy. Friend of the show, had him on many times. The one and only Mark Daniels Jr. joining Ike Live. Ooh, oh, coming girl. Yep. How you doing? I'm good, man. Can y'all see me? I can see you. Hear me? I can hear you. Here we go. Okay. There we go. All right. I was you, looking at your feet. You're looking at the feet. Okay. You have us now. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Okay. How you doing, Mark? Good, man. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. All right. First question. It's been about two weeks since we all rolled home from Lake Fork. How's everything going? Yeah. How's the family? How's quarantine? How's all that stuff going for you? Man, everything's going pretty good, man. I mean, as we all know, it's it's crazy times, man. It's absolutely crazy times. Um, you know, we're here safe and sound, the whole family, working on our social distancing. But, man, as you know, it's hard to sit in the house, bro, and not go fishing. Super Weather's hard. nice. Fish are spawning. You know, I, I've, been, I've been getting out there a little bit. Yeah, that's that's good. Now, we, we talked about that a lot in the early part of the show. Uh, there are yeah. – there are a lot of people that are going fishing. They're practicing the yeah. right social distancing. But there are other people right. that think it's bad. They, they, they pretty much say guys shouldn't be fishing. Where do you fall sure, on this? Sure. Where do you fall on this? Man, I, I understand both sides. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I get it. However you want to view it, I get it. Personally, I think if you go fishing with yourself – and or your immediate family who you're already social distancing with, I don't see that problematic. Now, you don't want to be hanging out, right. tying up the pontoon boats, backflipping off the deck, et cetera, <laughs> et cetera, hanging out with your buddies. Yeah. But I think if you just keep an individual and or an immediate family thing, yeah. I don't see being bad. Yeah. As long as you're taking the proper precautions, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, Pete, Pete, you mentioned it earlier, and uh, I, I want to get you talking a little bit about it, Mark. Um, uh, you know, the the style of fishing, um, you know, is definitely more conducive now with everything that's gone on to being by yourself, maybe being with one of your buddies. But you did post a video sure. recently, which to me is the essence of fishing, right? It's getting back to why we all love this sport, right? Take the big boat out of the equation. It's you against the fish. This video, you were stream yeah. fishing for spots. Talk a little bit about that because I think the post was great, especially with everything that's gone on, man. It was a, it was a, it was a great post. It was a great video. Talk a little bit about that. Well, thanks, Mike. First of all, I appreciate it, um, and, and thank you for checking it out, man. But you know, I live here in Alabama. Of course, not. You know, from California, big time city kid. We don't have necessarily these same opportunities to creek fish you could do a little stream fishing for trout and things like that but dude there's a creek behind my house literally like a half mile i could walk there from my wow. house 
And I just always drove past it as a creek. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so there's that creek. But my buddy had been telling me that there's bass in it. And he's, like, sending me pictures and this and that. And I'm like, there's no way you're catching these bass in this creek. And he's like, you know what? The weather's starting to get nice. Let's ease over there. We'll jump in the water. We'll walk through this creek. And I'll kind of, you know, show you how I've been doing this for years. I mean, he's grown up here. Yeah. He's been doing this entire life. So, but, you know, we, 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 we took some precautions, of course. Took two separate vehicles. Yeah. Um, made sure that we social distance as best as we could. I mean, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but man, we had one hell of a time, dude. And it, it, it literally brought me back to my childhood, man, which for me then was pond fishing. Yeah. But now it felt like that childhood experience again, but in a different environment in the Creek, man. And it was, it was so cool. It was so, uh, basic, like you said, minus the, the fancy boats and all the equipment, dude, I went with one rod, a pack of worms, some hooks and some sinkers. Awesome. And man, had a hell of a day. That's awesome, uh, Pete. I know you loved it too. Yeah, I I loved it. I, I it was awesome, Mark. It was awesome watching, um, just watching you wade through that creek. And um, you know, I gotta say though, you looked a, your buddy was roughing it, man. You looked like you were a little high maintenance with your boots and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, off the rip and, and and most people that know me and they follow me on social media they know one thing about me i do not do cold pete i don't do a miss <laughs> i don't i don't do morning dew i don't do none of that right i, I gotta be a certain temperature at all times so i, I duck hunt too in the winter time so with that being said i'm like dude i'm gonna bust out my duck hunt waiters and be completely dry completely warm and then they still have the same experience man <laughs> that's awesome well it, it was fun to watch so guys got to go check it out on youtube but the uh, mike it, it relates to you know how you grew up trout fishing oh yeah in the streams yeah uh and that's what it looked just like what you were doing how you had to anticipate the drift uh to, yeah. to get those fish get in the undercut banks i've been i've done that so many times i was right there with you no doubt man and that's and that's what's so cool about all of us you know me and mike we fish professionally pete you, you've been doing this a long time i consider you a professional as well um but we all started somewhere and these are the situations or the type of experiences that we fell in love with the game this is where it all started and this is what allowed us to hone our skills and become better anglers but everybody can relate to this because you don't got to have a bass boat you don't need a hundred thousand yeah. dollar rig you don't need a truck yeah. you need a rod you need a real you need a couple baits and you need to just get outside and go do it, and yeah. and, and maybe a, a pair of duck boots if you if you're afraid. <laughs> you need some, you <laughs> might need some duck waders if you don't want to get cold like me. <laughs> uh, Mark, I want to I want to corner you on something, and then I want to talk about major league fishing. Um, I I saw a social post recently, and I can't remember the site. They'll they'll probably kill me because I'm going to say this and not remember what site it was. But it was a pretty big fishing uh, site one of the websites and they did a survey through social media on what angler would you like to fish with and i don't i don't know if you saw that or not but you were in the top yeah. five i want to say you you were like second or third i think jacob wheeler that's was crazy. number one or number two and like you were right behind him um that's awesome because that says something about you N not not just yeah. that you're a good fisherman but people like you so that does say something about you um 
Yeah, Pete, not you, everybody, you, but Pete, like you were like 69th on that list, by the way. <laughs> that's pretty good. That, that's you. That, hey, what that, you really doing in my? I, I, I think I was last on the list of the 300. No. Nobody wanted to oh, fish with me. Yeah, I was right. last. I was like 299. Um, but I do want. I want to switch to MLF. Uh, Mark, you've had a lot of success with Major League Fish. Not just this year, not just the last tournament, but you've adapted well to this format and this style of fishing. Talk a little bit about that, because I know I get that question all the time. People are like, oh, my God, how did you adjust? It's, you know, it's different. It's this, it's that. But you've done a really good job with it. T talk a little bit about, you know, fishing Major League Fishing and your success in the last couple years doing it. Yeah, it's, um, man, it was it was something initially I was I was scared about, man. I'll be honest. You know, we all made that transition um, last or year before last. Man, I was really worried about it because all we know is catching five, chasing five big ones. That's it. Yeah. Um, Major League Fishing, they threw, they threw they threw a twist in the game with the whole every fish counted yeah. situation, and yeah. it makes you practice different. It makes you strategize different. It makes you fish different. It's a different game. Yeah. And you know, in the results, some guys adapted and some guys did not. Yeah. Um, and some guys are continuing to adapt and adjust to it. Um, for me, man, it was just getting out there with the mindset that I'm now the, the biggest thing is getting bit, in my opinion, now. Yeah. Um, well, before with the one pound, now with the two pound minimum, it's it's a lot more similar to catching five in some senses. But yeah, the difference with major league fish. The biggest difference between catching five and any and then every fish counts is you can never lay up and or feel comfortable or feel safe yeah. or feel um intent. You cannot do it. These boys are going to blast you. So having that in the back of my mind 24-7 is what pushes me um to continue to adapt and make adjustments on the fly yeah. and try to stay ahead of the curve as far as getting that next bite. Yeah. And I think some guys just fall into their old traps, man. This is my comfort zone. This is what I like to do. I'm going to fish this way, yeah. uh, whether it kills me or not. And, and I think it's, uh, it shows in some of the results that some guys just have not made that ad adaptation. And I feel like I, I, I caught wind of it and kind of switched up a little early. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you've had two, you know, gone on two good seasons now. Uh, and, and I think, to be successful in, in that format, you have to fish fluidly. You have to be able to change and do something different, and you do that really well. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, and, and I know this isn't Bash University, Pete. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to take any thunder from BU, but I got to talk a little bit about catching giants at Fork with a spinning rod. Uh, I, I love it because uh, that, that pink floater, that methylate floater, Brian the Carpenter and I have been doing yeah. that since we were 12 years old. So yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I saw that after after I was booted out and I got to watch you on the final day. I saw that, and I'm like, God. I'm like, I didn't do that shit, and I love it. You know what I mean? I'm like, God, why didn't I do that? Talk a little bit about that. How how'd you find that? Is that something? I, I mean, it just seemed weird to a lot of people, you catching giants with a spinning rod at Fork. Talk about that. Yeah. And you know it's so crazy, Mike? Um, you're very familiar with my home, my home waters, California Delta. Oh yeah. And, uh, man, you know how we grow them out there. Very similar to Fort, dude, big oh, giant yeah. bass. And 
that methylate is just one of those techniques and baits that has caught giants forever, man. Yeah. All the old timers around my way coming up, that's always been in their game. That's always been in their arsenal in the springtime. You throw that methylate or you throw bubble gum or you yes. throw school yeah. bus, a lot of old schoolers call it, which is just solid yellow. Yellow, right? yes, yeah. So one of those in the spring, yeah. and you best hold on. Yeah. And so it's something I've always, you know, utilized, man. And when I got out here on tour, and there's so many new techniques that come about, we forget about the old school stuff that has been working from the beginning of time, and that still works today. Yeah. And the floating worm is just that big, man. And uh, in the spring from about, depending on where we're at in the country, a strong pre-spawn, I'll go water tip anywhere between 56 and about 75, yeah. I got him on. Yeah, you can count on. It. Yeah, mid mid fifties yeah. to mid seventies. You got one in the box. Yes, sir. Wow, how about that? Yeah, that I, I'd agree. I'd agree with that, Pete. I want to get your opinion, Pete, because I, I know you like float worm too. But I think it's excellent for spawners. But dude, for fry garters, that thing is yeah. ridiculous, dude. Yeah. Ridiculous, ridiculous, man. Pete, you like that yes. thing too, don't you? Oh man! Well, that's that's just an old school technique. I guess you'd call it old school. When I started using it, it was brand new. <laughs> oh yeah, but that was when the original Woodstock. That was back when the original Woodstock came out. That's back when they invented color. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, How old are you? I'm I'm 52, and when that shit came out, we were innovative, man. We were like <laughs> trails the walking <laughs> but it, it was it was really fun watching you do that and, and break out that that technique because other guys a lot of guys were using and this is curious to me is like the stick bait which is is, is like taking over that market yeah. right yeah. Uh, yeah it's absolutely dominated but the stick bait did not perform nearly as well as you and I did it too with uh he was yeah. using pink uh and yeah. kind of uh, rigging it nico style but mm -hmm. but the two of you guys using that technique outperformed the stick yeah. bait uh, yeah. I, why why do you think that was man I, I i said it from the beginning i knew uh going in the fork it was going to be a strong pre-spawn slash spawn event now in my opinion a lot of guys get caught up at times looking at them we all love to do it. Man, you see a five-pounder in bed, it's hard to pass it up. Yeah. Get in there, powerful, don't catch that sucker, right? I think what the floating worm does, different from the stick bait, where you're pitching that target, you sit and you wait, you twitch it a few times, you can cover two to three times the amount of water yeah. with yeah. a floating worm yeah. as you can flipping at targets or, oh, I think there's a bed here or I think there's a bed there. With that, with that also said, the drawing power yeah. that that worm yeah. has with the brightness, oh, the they'll bite. come off that bed six, yeah. seven, eight foot and come get that thing. Yeah. The reaction bite. Well, that's why I think it does. Yeah. Well, it, I, I watched you in that cove, and it was a cove as big as my office right here. Yeah. <laughs> and and, yeah. and it, it was insane. It was, it, and you were saying it like every lap you seen, you made, there was like new fish coming in. And uh, uh, they just kept coming and coming and coming. 
I, it, it's, it was amazing to watch you do that and, and react to it. And uh, you yep. had a couple guys kind of get close and, and seem like they wanted to get in there on you. Yeah. It, it, I mean, that's just Lake Fork, man. That was my first time there, actually. But I had heard that prior. I mean, it's, it's a destination place, man. It's one of the best fishers we got in this country, hands down. And that's the time you want to be there, not to mention it was spring break. So, yeah. you know, it was it was lit, as we say. It was lit, man. There's people everywhere you looked. And the reason it's so funny the way it happened, I kind of recognized some new fish coming into the area. But one of the reasons that made me stay in there was I could look right out behind me. There was five boats out there. So I said, no sooner I leave here, it's over, you know. Yeah. Right. So it caught me to another lap, and then I'd catch two more. And so I'm like, huh? And it just the light bulb went off. It's crazy. It's crazy well, the amount of fish, might. amount of fish in that place. Uh, the power of that bait, by the way. The very next week, uh, the tournament on Lake Martin was won with yes. the same bait. So how about it? You go from Lake Fork, which is Southern Empowerment, Stain Water. Go to Crystal Clear Lake Martin and Spotted Bass and Largemouth, and it wins there too. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Brian. Well, I got a quick comment. Uh, I think this came through on our YouTube. Aaron Daniels has a trivia question for you, MDJ. Let's see it. All right. Pete's Let me hear first it. tournament. <laughs> Let me hear it. True or false? True or false? Pete's first tournament, he was co-angler on the arc. <laughs> <laughs> say that's true. No, it's, wow. it, it, it's actually it's actually false. I, I was a boater back then. <laughs> <laughs> I knew your name wasn't Pete. It's Moses. Uh, Moses. Uh, I, I look a little like Noah with this uh, no, snow. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, Mark. I I did want to say this too, real quick. My my yep. my best part of your tournament at Lake Fork. And I and I I'm being totally honest here. It wasn't a fish yep. you caught, dude. It wasn't a big one that you caught. It wasn't any of that. It was yeah. when I I watched live like uh, I'm sure a lot of people did on the last day and they had a camera on you live after you knew Ot won and yeah. Dude, I I I I'm trying to put this the right way because I have the hardest time doing that, right? Like, I'm a competitor, and it's not that I don't dislike when the guy that wins and I don't win, but I'm I'm a bit of a sore loser, not sure. just because I'm very competitive. And it's it's oh, hard yeah. for me to, like, be humble. And, and what I don't remember exactly what you said, but I heard it, and I'm like, God, I wish I was like that. Like, I honestly, I, 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 you, you were saying it, and I'm like, I wish I was more like that because it's true. Like you worked your ass off. You did everything you could do. You wouldn't have did anything yep. different and you were happy for yep. us. And, and, and you were, and dude, it was like, you weren't even phased. And I, I like was watching that and I'm like, God, I'm like, I was jealous because I, I wish I could be humble like that more. You know, when I yep. get, when I get home, like the next day after it like wears off, like, I'm like, I feel like that. But when it's going down, I'm like more mad than anything. But what, what I saw you do was awesome. And I just, I wanted to say that because I wish I could be more like that. I really do. Well, dude, 
thank you, Ike, first of all. But secondly, don't don't be mistaken either. Um, it, it, it hurt really, really, really bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. it did. It, it really hurt. I, I love Octopo. Um, he's an amazing guy, obviously one hell of a fisherman. And, um, man, I love Ott, dude. So to see him win does not – and I don't, I feel great for him. But yeah. under those circumstances, when you are in position to win, which myself, Pete, yourself, and a lot of the viewers watching that are competitors, you do not get in that position often. And it is very hard yeah. to close the deal. It's hard. And that hurt far more than watching Ott win. Um, yeah. But to, to see him do what he did – and that was just sheer amazing, for one. Yeah. Um, to see him do that, that's what it's all about, man. That's yeah. what you know. That's what drives this industry. That's what people want to see. That's the oh my god, this is going down. And that's the uncomfortness of major league fishing yeah. when you're absolutely never safe. Yeah. You know. So it sucked really bad to 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 get whooped like that. To be quite honest. Um. But man, when you get beat by 35 pounds in like 25 minutes or whatever it was, yeah. I could do nothing. Hat off to him, dude. Yeah, that was just what, what you gonna do? Yeah. Hat off, dude. Great job. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it but, was, it was wild to watch because it was one of those things where you just couldn't stop it, you know. And it's your when it's yeah. when you're gonna win, you just win, and stuff like that happens. It's it's happened to me once yep. in a while over the last 30 years, but uh, it was incredible to watch it. You know, just just crazy. Let, let me ask you this, let me, Mark. Let me say something, Mike. Yeah, go ahead, um, Pete. Go ahead, Pete. I mean, you know, I, it's great that you were humble, and, and, and I love Ott, too, and it was the most amazing thing that, that I've yeah. – one of the most amazing comebacks that I've ever seen in tournaments. Yeah. I'm pissed. That tournament stays on Lake Fork. You win that tournament. I'm not going to go that far, man. <laughs> I ain't going to go that far. Yeah, I, I, I was really feeling Lake Fork. Um, things were certainly working out for me over there. Um, with that being said, and I, I can speak to this firsthand, dude, that lake was changing, felt like by the minute. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was trying to adjust on the fly as best as I could, which I ended up winning my round. So we, we did, we did enough, but I felt like my bite was leaving me and I'm just going to be completely transparent and open. Now, sure. I could have ran into some other areas similar or areas where I had bites and Lord knows what was there. Right. But the exact areas that I had going those two days, that was, that was on a downhill trend. Mm -hmm. um, I would have had to expand out and, and, and figure something else out. And that's just me being honest. Uh, with that being said, the area that, that magical area I found, I had one bite in there in practice. So, I mean, it we all know how back. that can go. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I, I love Lake Fork. I love to. I'd love to get back over there and do it again. There's no doubt, you know. But uh, man, it just it was not meant to be, man. It was it was meant for Octopo to win that event, and and I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's, that's you know? great. Well, it was amazing, and and I watched it. Uh, I watched Ot, you know, just just unload on him, and you probably can't no buy a DP10 right now because, <laughs> because of that that's right and you, you, you can't buy in the fail eight floating worm and uh when we're gonna see this uh, z-man crawl that caught like Good. 20 bass for you that day no doubt man i got i got a quick story uh i want to give a shout out to my buddy man uh out of georgia Derek Zinski. uh duck hunt with him 
in, in off season, man. And, and uh, he fishes opens and coasters and things like that. Good buddy of mine's. And he made this crawl. And uh, he came up with the whole idea. I pitched it to Z-Man just to kind of see, you know, what they thought about it. Obviously, they thought it was a, a good bait to try to run some prototypes on. And so I had Derek send a mold down to him, a one-shot mold. So as you can only shoot one bait at a time. They literally poured up four of these baits, sent them to me the day before I leave for Lake Fork. Okay. So here I'm rolling the Lake Fork. I got four crawls. Really, I'm not. I'm like, I'm not using these things because it's, you know, I got practice for a tournament. There's a lot going on. Well, the day that you know practice kind of progresses, and I'm like, ah, let me just try one, you know, just to kind of see what's up. And I look at it, and I'm like, dude, the action's amazing. The, obviously, the buoyancy, all the elastic plastic. I mean, the buoyancy's perfect. It's beautiful. So I'm like pitching it around, and lo and behold, I catch like three fish on it in practice, and I got four of these things. I'm like, all right, we'll we'll, we'll mess around. And it ended up being that bait. I mean, it was, they were eating it up. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. That's it was crazy. Cool. So what, and so when it was all said and done, I ended up, I caught, I don't remember how many bass I caught on it, but I think I ended up getting down to just one of them. And I caught 17 bass on one crawl before, before it was completely awesome. toast and I couldn't use them. That's awesome. It was the last tech, I'm assuming. Elastic, exactly. Yeah, that stuff has to be indestructible. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. So, so what is that? The MDJ Lake Fork Special? What are we calling that thing? It was crazy. I was, I was, uh, I was referring it to referring to it on live and on my YouTube channel and everywhere else so many times as this prototype crawl. I made a joke on my channel. I was like, dude, we. I think we're gonna have to call this thing the prototype. <laughs> I mean, I said it so many times. I'm like. That's all people know of it. <laughs> we don't have a name or nothing for it. Wow. Dude, I love that name. I it's, love that name. It's, 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 it. it's a good name. <laughs> it is a good name. How many people have said that over the years? <laughs> uh, I, I can look at one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. said it a lot. I've said it. I've said it a bunch for sure. Uh, Mark, I want I want to switch gears and just talk about um, bring the current situation back into this conversation a little bit. Uh, yeah, with, yeah. With regard to our uh, uh, postponement of our events, right? Uh, BASS announced postponements as FLW did. And of course, Major League Fishing uh, postponing uh, Riley, uh, Riley Dorham, uh, North Carolina, and then most recently Grand Lake. First of all, is it tough for you with, with this postponement just because of the sheer momentum you've had you know, this year you, you've had a few really good events coming off a of fork with, you know, almost a win there. Is it tougher for you with these postponements because of the momentum that you've had? Yeah, I'd say from a, from a fishing perspective, yeah. Obviously, momentum's a big deal, man. You know that, Ike. Yeah. Um, and, and coming off of a good finish, you know, the, the old saying, you're only good as your last tournament. You know what I mean? Um Coming off of a good tournament, positive vibes, like you said, almost closing the deal, a lot of great things happening your way. You want to hurry up and get to the next event. Let's fish, man. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. You know, that's the mindset. Uh, with that being said, man, the current situation is so crazy. You know, I, I, I just I just think, you know, Major League Fishing and, and, and the other organizations, Bass, FLW, are making the right decision on, on postponing everything. But 
if I had my druthers, man, yeah, I'd love to keep the ball rolling, man. Right. You know, but uh, <laughs> Lord knows when I'll get the get the cast again in a, in a tournament, man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we well, Pete and I, and we were talking about it. It's hard to predict. It's hard to sit back here, right, and say, you know, best case scenario was probably June. You know, worst case scenario, who knows? You know, could be right. into the right. fall uh, or or later. Right. What the whole season? Of it. The whole know. season. The whole season. Yeah. What should happen? Nope. In, in your opinion, Mark, what should happen if if we get the green light to go back and fish, let's say in early September. What should, yeah. what should happen? Should we try to make up events? Should we pick up where we left off? Or should we wash it and start again next year? What what do you see happening? What do you think should happen? Man, that's a tough one. That's a really tough question. Just because you got so much that has kind of started. So you got hot leading angler of the year. Right. Um, and I think he's also leading heavy hitters. Yeah. You got so many, you know, I'm sitting in 15th in the points. Like you got so many things that have kind of already started that you kind of need to finish that. Um, but then you got to consider time another year. You got the fall coming up and that's holiday season. And that's really tough. Everybody wants to be with their families and traveling and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and then just the uncertainty of what this virus is going to do, man. Right. That throws a whole nother and everything. But I personally, uh, if we get the green light to fish in the fall, I'd like to try to not necessarily finish out all of our scheduled events because I don't think we could jam them all in there because then we got cup events as well, et cetera. But I think, uh, I think we should definitely try to squeeze as many in that are feasible yeah. and try to put some sort of closure to the season. Right, right. Mm -hmm. so, so make, make you know, don't take the three events that we had and just throw them away. Actually try to put something together. I think that's a, I think that's a good one. You know, it's, it's, it's tough because people work so hard to get where they're at. You hate to just throw that away and not reward that, you know. So I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. What do you think, Pete? Well, I think that's right. Wait and see. And, and I think, I think if they get the opportunity, they should, they should have as many tournaments as they could. Right. But I, I gotta, I gotta say, I was watching another one of your, and and this goes back to this conversation about what we're dealing with, Mike. Is uh, you're on Lake Martin, and uh, you you put your boat in the water, and you were like, man, it, it's it's like a crowded summer day. It's mobbed on Lake Martin dude. under these crazy. Yeah, it was it was dude. I, we 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 launched dude, and uh, just to go mess around and try to catch some crappie. And weather was beautiful. And, and, and granted, it was a Saturday, but I think that I think uh, I can quote myself here. I said it's like spring break Daytona Beach out here. That's how it looked, dude. Right there at the launch, there's boat, pew, pew, pontoon boats, party boats, jet skis, skier boats. And I'm like, geez, which throw me in that bunch because I'm out there too, right? You know what I mean? So I'm I'm not exempt, but. I thought it would be a lot less low key. And I think a lot of people have that same mindset. And so they go, Hey, let's go to the lake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but with that all being said, I did not see um, what I've seen like on, on the news and, and, and on the internet where like you got people tied up, like, you know, block party style partying out on the, on the lake type situations. I did not see any of that, but there's certainly a lot of boat traffic on the lake. No doubt. 
Right, right. right. Well, I know um, I talked with some guys out at Table Rock, Ike, and uh, they were they were talking about like the exact same thing that you were talking about that you saw at Lake Martin. This was like maybe yep. two weeks ago, and they were the pontoon boats were packed. They were they were having a party mm. scene out there. So you know, I, I think that's one of the problems we're dealing with because fish fishermen, the 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 act of fishing is 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 good for this. You know, it's social isolating. Um, sure. But you yeah. know, we're all we're all boaters together. So somehow we've got to educate the you know the 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 pleasure boaters that they've got to do the same thing. You know, in order for sure. us to keep using these lakes. Yeah, I think I think if if the trend continues um, of everybody we're under quarantine, what the hell is go party at the lake? Uh, I think you'll see government start those completely start shutting down launch ramps and facilities. And you just won't even be able to go to the lake, man. You know, you have to, you have to hit the creek. You have yeah. to go wait the creek. You gotta go old school. <laughs> Dude, I'm coming. I, wa- I was wanting to be on that fishing trip with you so bad. <laughs> Dude, listen, we got a spot for you, Pete, whenever you're ready. I know it's probably a little chilly up there where you're at, so slide on down south, man. We take good care of you. Here's what you do. I, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. As soon as, as soon as they let us travel, I'm in. All right, Pete and Mark, that's here's right. what you do. Pete, you get down to see Mark. You know, you got to follow the social distancing. So they're going to get a rope about 20 foot long that's and right. get an old truck inner tube tire. They're going to fill that john up, <laughs> and they're going to float your ass behind them. You're just going to be <laughs> waiting in the back in the current. Now, you're going to get sloppy thirds on everything, but it's okay. Hey, you'll be You'll be there, though. I'll be happy. I'll be happy to take thirds. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, fun. man. Oh, well, man. Hilarious. We're talking with uh, Glenn from the ASA, and, and um, he's wanting everybody to go out and buy, you know, continue to purchase, continue to, you know, it's a great time to restock your tackle. But oh, uh, yeah. this SB57 crank, uh, it's a great time to, to get you a set of those. Hey, it's always a good time to grab you some of them. Anything Bill Lewis, though, man. I mean, hey, I know everybody got some traps already, but you might as well just add the SB to the to the arsenal, man. It's uh, it's a it's a little crankbait. I'm proud of, man. I'm really happy. Uh, they gave me the opportunity to to move forward with that, man. Was Very that cool. fun process? Like uh, going through the design process? I love it, man, because you know. I, I, you know, when it's all said and done, ultimately, you're the deciding factor on, yes, I like this. No, I don't like that. Why is it doing this? Why is it doing that? Let's fix this. Let's fix that. And so the tinkering process for me is very meticulous because I I try to be somewhat of a perfectionist. You know, if I'm going to put my name on it, man, I just got to feel 100% right about it. You know what I mean? And so that bait I worked on for over a year. And we had already had a, a, a square a square bill, a 1.75, which is an amazing crankbait, but it's a it's a niche crankbait. It does a certain thing. I wanted a everyday, no matter what the situation, square bill crankbait. Pick up and just roll, cover water with, bang on rock, you know, whatever, whatever. And so um, getting that bait just right was a very timely process, man. But I feel like we hit a home run, man, and I'm uh, really happy the way it turned out. Well, it looks it looks good. I I know uh, we did a little square bill cranking when you were up there on the Delaware River. Right. And, uh, yeah, man. yeah, that that's a long time ago now. Jeez, I know. Hey, time flies, man. I was in uh, I think 2016, maybe. 
Yeah, I was going to say five years ago. It might have been in 16. Yeah, I think so. Mike, we were out. We were out in Dredge. Yeah, we were out in Dredge Harbor, and uh, you you broke out that real shallow, you know, rattle trap uh, square bill, and just lit them up in Dredge Harbor. That's it, man. I, that was the one point seven five. Yeah, the echo. Yeah, yep. that was it, man. I, that was fun times, dude. That was a. Uh, of course, I grew up on tidal fishery, so it has some similarities to the Delta, but that place is totally different oh, yeah. from the Delta. But but totally cool in its own regard man that was that was a fun day yeah you you left that crankbait with me i still catch fish on that thing from time to time i did see i was looking i tell you, i look out for you pete i forgot to leave me one thank you thank you i'm glad somebody does they don't always look out for me on this show <laughs> yeah they can. stay on top of them boys man make sure they get you get you straight oh, no man. doubt all right, Mark, well, I've got uh, one more question for you, um, and it deals with a little bit of the same topic, which is a lot of pros right now um, are out of work, quote, unquote, out of work, because there are no tournaments. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What? Give, give these guys some advice, because I know there's a lot of guys watching right now, not just top tour guys, but we've got guys watching and listening that fish Toyota series, that fish, you know, opens, and... They don't know what to do. They're out of work because they think all their job is is just to tournament fish. What does a guy need to yeah. do now with, with no tournaments going on? What does a guy need to do now to, to fill his obligations with his sponsors? What does he need to do to keep working, keep getting publicity, keep branding himself? What should these guys be doing right now? That's a, that's a great topic, Mike. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up. I get hit up almost on a daily basis on social media about that exact question, which really coincides with the question of how do I become a pro fisherman, yeah. right? Um, I always tell people, upcoming anglers, and even our peers, man, um, it's so crazy. There's, there's, there's two tournaments going on, okay, at all times. There's two events going on. You got the com competitive side, whichever tour you're fishing, Bassmaster Elite Series, Major League Fishing, FLW Tour, Toyota Series, Bass Opens, TBF. I don't care what you're fishing. You got that tool, right? Then you have the off-the-water tournament, okay, which is all upon yourself, no one else's job but your own to self-market and promote your own brand. Yeah. Um, and that includes all the social media platforms. And I think a lot of guys don't take advantage of that enough because they feel like, Hey, look at me. I'm out here competing. I'm doing my job. Um, you know, I should be okay. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot of, um, you know, entitlement there yeah. from anglers. Yeah. Uh, but I look at guys who are the best in the business. And when I say that, I'm, I'm talking all aspects, winning, winning both tournaments, right? Yeah. I'll put you at the very top of that list, Mike. Um, yourself and guys like scott martin you know you guys killed the game bro and i'm just going to be completely honest and you set the example and you set the stage for what guys like myself coming up and even younger than me these high schoolers etc this is what you need to do bro you kill it on social media you kill it on you know tv shows ike live you got the charity the ike foundation dude you're everywhere right and that's what makes you very successful to where when something like this happens you know, 
sure, we're not competing right now, but Mike Iaconelli's busy doing something. Here I am on your podcast right now, Ike Live. You are in the game, and you have to be in the game at all times, whether you're on the water or not, yeah. and you'll be successful. So with that being said, I'm working hard, branding myself, doing a lot of YouTube videos. I'm on Instagram every day. I'm on Facebook, and I'm commenting, engaging, interacting with my fan base just because I know this is what works, this is what sells, and this is what longevity is going to be for an angler. Yeah. And um, especially right now in these uncertain times, man, it's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, I love I love that analogy. Two tournaments every time you fish, Pete. That's a awesome awesome way to say it. And and you know this what's happening right now is it's it has I think woken a lot of people up to the fact that it's not just tournament fishing. You gotta be conscious of the other stuff. So uh, great great points, Mark. And I, I appreciate the comments too. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, man. Yeah, appreciate that's it. just real. That's just real talk, man. And uh, that's the only way I know how to do it, man. But uh, I mean, there's there's several other guys I left out of that, but you 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 truly are one of the best at it, Mike, no doubt. And I ain't just trying to fluff you up because I'm on your show. Uh, that that's coming from the heart, bro. I appreciate so. that. I really do. I really do. Well, Mark, I I tell you this, I appreciate you coming on the show. I liked having you in studio better, better, yes. but. With the virus and with, I hate, I can't. and with confinement and all that shit, I'll take this. This is pretty good, too. So. <laughs> no doubt, man. Yeah, th no, th man. thanks I, for coming I, on. And I, to be there. Yeah, we're, we're going to get through it. I know we will. We're going to get through this. We'll be back tournament fishing, hopefully sooner than later. And uh, you'll, you'll pick right back up where you left off, and your momentum will just stay the same. I know it will. So uh, great tournament at Fork, Mark, and I uh, want you to stay safe and keep the family safe. And uh, – We'll definitely talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Can I, one, one last thing, Mike, before I run. Dude, two, two things real quick. Hit me. One, my people will make sure to tell you what's up. You and Pete, Brian, everybody. Rip, Mr. Rippin' Lips, my yeah. boy. Yeah. That's, That's my guy. Uh, and then secondly, man, I, 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 I had to make sure I brought this up because it, it's heavy on my heart and it's heavy on the fishing community. And I'm sure you guys have brought it up at some point, but. Our good buddy Aaron Martins, man, is, yes. is in the hospital, of course, yeah. as we all know. And, uh, man, what that dude means to me yeah. as a competitor and where I come from from the West Coast and just meeting him at 14 years old and how inspiring he was yeah. for myself. Man, I'd, I'd, I'd be less of a man if I didn't get on here, man, and tell his family um, that we're thinking about him and praying for him, man. And uh, hopefully uh, he has a very well recovery. So yeah. I just I, wanted to leave I, uh, that's awesome. I'm glad you brought it up again. We did mention earlier, but what you said, and I, I, I want to stress this too, because Brian and I talked about it earlier, not just the guys from the West Coast, but I think if you're in yeah. the fishing game, yeah. if you love fishing, yeah. then you feel a yeah. connection to Aaron. And I said this to Brian in, in the uh, earlier when we were talking on the phone. Not that I, I don't wish bad on anybody. And, you know, what Aaron's gone through, I don't wish that on anybody in the world. But, dude, when yeah. when yeah. it happens to a guy like that, yeah. it hurts even worse. You know what I mean? Like, he's got to be the nicest dude on tour. He's got to be. He's got to be the mm -hmm. nicest guy on tour. Uh, and, and it hurts, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 Well, I, pre no. I appreciate you bringing no that up. And everybody, please, if you're watching and listening, Keep Aaron in your prayers and his yeah. family in your prayers.
uh, he'll get through it. Aaron, Aaron's a fighter, man. I have a feeling he'll get through all this. So, I feel the same way, man. I think he's gonna come out shining bright on the other end, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. Me too. Mark, we appreciate you coming on the show. Stay safe, please. Oh, thank you, man. Yes, sir. Okay. Appreciate you guys, Pete. Be Be Carpenter. Y'all boys be good, man. See you, buddy. MDJ. Everybody. Yes. Keep that yes. inner tube handy. I'm coming. Love I it. Got you. <laughs> I got you, Pete. Got you, brother. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, we'll see see man. <laughs> uh, Pete, you still there? I hear you. I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm listening to you talking. I'm looking at the Dr. Squatch logo. Dr. Squatch. Dr. Squatch. Dr. Squatch. Hey. Hey, right. hey, Mike. Yeah, I, I gotta ask you this, Mike. Hit me. Because uh, uh -oh. I'm I'm coming in on the outside, and I'm hearing about Aaron for the first time. I know a lot of people listening are probably hearing about it for the first time right now too. Do you have any details that you can share on that, or you're gonna share on I, that? Or I don't have a lot of details. Um, I just know that um, I know that he's in the hospital. I know that he's uh, he's on undergoing a procedure. I think tomorrow morning. Um, and you know, I know, I know that it's pretty serious. That that's the only thing I know. You know, it's this isn't like a you know outpatient surgery where you get to go home the next day. It's something pretty serious. And um, you know, with everything that's gone on too, it's even more serious because I did hear that like they're not even like because of this whole virus mm -hmm. thing. You know, like mm -hmm. letting right. Leslie in the hospital. And all that, like, it's not even normal to that extent, you know. She can't be with them. Right. She can't be with them, you know. So right. it's just, it's a tough time. Yeah. You, you know, so we're a uh, super tough kid. time. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm thinking about you, Aaron and Leslie, and, and uh, prayers coming from the Gluzak house, man. I wish you all the best. That's yeah. That's got to be a terrible time. I know the people that are dealing with the coronavirus are dealing with the same problem as they they're they're texting and calling their uh loved ones you know yeah. that's that's all they can do yeah um, one it, of my favorite it's, a, it's favorite a tough stories moments nights and eric the intern was with me eric luke duncan um uh i cast i cast two years ago we we ran into aaron out you know after hours yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> we had such a good night. Sit, sat at the whatever bar we were at and uh Aaron just telling stories about growing up in California and, yeah. and the big big house, the mansion up on the hill where all the porn was filmed. That <laughs> from Aaron's development, <laughs> they could see that house. It was it was this mansion, this giant yeah. house. Yeah. And um it was always <laughs> brightly lit at nighttime. And he's like, Yeah, we could see just, but the way Aaron would tell the stories, <laughs> oh man, one of my favorite. And Eric, Eric say the same. It's like oh, that yeah. was like bucket list, you yeah. know. Yeah, I hang with him and just listen to him. Tell dude, I love, <laughs> I love the way Aaron would tell stories, Pete, or or even teach with us at the university because he's very like he he just fluid. Like if he thinks it, he says it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and there's there's yeah. this honesty to that. That you love, yeah. you know, like even when he's instructed, mm -hmm. he could be talking about a jerk bait, a rip bait, but then all of a sudden <laughs> he thinks something else, and now and he's talking about a drop shot, but at, 
And if it was anybody else, you would be mad. You'd be like, "What is? What the hell's wrong with this guy?" But it's but you don't feel like it's that. It's a process. You're like, "This is awesome," because you're getting to be in his head. <laughs> you're and, in his yeah. head. And it was just always so great to hear his stories and his and the way he would teach. It, you know? No doubt. Yeah. It was awesome. And I I remember uh, he would look at Bill Dakota. Shout out to Bill Dakota. And he'd, he'd be like, where was I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Bill, Bill, Bill would have to bring him back to where he left him. Yeah. Off. Wow. Uh, and he was a, he's a treat. He's a treat to be around. Uh, yeah. he, he always has. He makes you feel special. He makes you feel warm. Uh, you know, anybody that, that has been in his presence, he's a, he's a special guy that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's all he's a lot of fun to be around. Hope to be around him again real yeah. soon. He's yep. a good dude. And, and by the way, we had a great time with him at the classic. We had uh, mm. for anybody that's listening that didn't go back and check out our classic content, we did a um, end of the end of the day interview. I had Ottafo, Aaron Martins. JT Kenny and Fat Cat Newton. Wow. <laughs> what a motley crew what a that motley is. Crew, all lined up <laughs> at the Ike Live boat. Everybody had headsets and microphones. Yeah. And they were just they were just talking and then, yeah. and then you came over, you got done from yeah. your autograph. I got to line, sit in I got to sit in on it. And for you a little got to bit. jump yeah. in on that. That was fun. Oh dude, it was so much fun. That was, it was great. Just, just flowing. That was great. It was a good one. That was, was a, a good real one. good one. That was a good one. Uh, well, Pete, this is – and I said it to MDJ. I say it to you, too. This isn't ideal. This isn't, you know, normal. But um, felt nice to get on here and, you know, get, mm-hmm. get – it, it felt like you were sitting next to me even though you weren't. Um, <laughs> it was good. It was good to be back with you here on Ike Live. I, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, I told Brian um, next Sunday's Easter Sunday, but the following Sunday we're going to shoot for another show. And we'll keep you in the loop and uh, – and we'll we'll just try to keep them going, try to maintain a little normality in this unnorm unnormal world right now. You know, I think it's great, and uh, I, I think it's great we'll be able to do this. And little little uh, tip to my hat for BTC dealing with a little trouble tonight, getting us back yes. up and running. Brian Carpenter you know, dealing pulling with it some all, all by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm not clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pete, but. Uh, Still yeah. got some things to well, work I, out. I, so. Well, I, I look forward to the next show, man. I'm. Uh, let's keep talking to everybody, and uh, you know, I'm. I'm going to keep fishing, and I, I know you are too. So uh, let's uh, tell some more fish stories in a couple weeks. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, me and Mike fished today. We did. Oh yeah. We did. We gonna talk about that real quick? Oh sure. We can yeah. talk about that. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So did we already talk about it? I, th- I think we mentioned it, but we didn't get into it. Yeah, we, yeah. we didn't really get into it. Yeah. No, we kayak fished today. It was good. Yeah. It was good. We hit some un- uncharted territory down in South Jersey. Yeah. and Undisclosed water. Undisclosed, un- <laughs> unchartered. Um, undisclosed location, baby. Yeah, undisclosed. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, so the first place we – and it's, you know, like Eric, like our, our old intern, our, our boy Eric does at Uncle Larry's where they just – you know, it's all Google Earth and looking for spots, and this is one of them things. It's place fun, I've never dude. been, never heard of. The body of water don't even have a name. Nothing I could find. Yeah. And um, so we went and checked it out, and uh, the first place was a miss. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we put the kayaks in and paddled all over that mug, found the best possible-looking spot. There weren't fish on it. They ain't there. We bailed. They we bailed. There, there yeah. were mullet jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So we went and pulled up, went somewhere else, and uh, got into them until we, some some conditions changed. And so we learned something about that body of water. Yeah. Mike, Mike caught four on a swim jig before I even got one tied on, and and then it was over. Yeah, so. yeah. It was it was good. Honestly, it was great to get out. Pete, part of it is just with you know the confinement and everybody's sort of stuck in their house right now. Yeah. It felt so mm -hmm. nice to be in a kayak. Yeah. Pedaling. You know what I mean? Like, had I not caught yeah. anything, it was nice to be outside. Yeah. These places we fished, yeah. we didn't see – we saw one other person that was bank fishing. It True. was just us outside. It was it was awesome. It's what people should be doing right now, you know? Yeah. It was, it yeah. was great. And coming this week, we're looking to do, to do some more of it. We, got we another, may. We, got we may. Spot. Yes. Yes. Got another uh, couple ideas. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be good. Oh, that's so much fun. I mean, to me, that that exploration, that visiting those places and, and you know, they're it's going to a brand new body of water, man. It's it, it's it's what inspires you to fish. You know, yeah. I think it's, it's awesome. Rush. Of course, you did. You did drive past, uh, 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 according to uh, oh. James Riley's lake that's really on fire right now. <laughs> oh, the, the Riley report. Riley report. <laughs> Tell James we make our own reports. We don't follow them. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to James. I know where he was and what he's doing, and he's doing it, but I'm more interested yeah. in finding my own. Secrets. Not uh, catching his. Threats. It's yeah. all good. It's all, all right, threats. Pete. Thank you for coming on tonight. We'll uh, we'll talk to you. I'll talk to you this week. I, we, I know we got some stuff coming up. Uh, yep. Is, you want me to announce real quick before you get off? Is it official uh, tomorrow, 4 p.m.? Is that still on? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. my gosh. Yeah. All right. Let me announce that. Everybody watching right now, if you're watching live, tomorrow at 4 p.m., join me. I'm going to be doing an hour live uh, tied in with the Bash University. Uh, we're going to be out on the water fishing. It's going to be a great segment. We're, we're really going to just fish the moment. I'm going to, I'm going to literally start the live with, with nothing except just a bunch of rods on the deck. So, uh, Definitely follow me. You can follow me on my Facebook, Mike Iaconelli, or, of course, the Bash University Facebook page. And, Pete, they'll be able to watch in live with us for a full hour. Awesome. Looking forward to it. It's, it's homeschooling tomorrow afternoon. Homeschooling. Homeschooling. There you go. Yes, sir. Thank you, Pete. I'll be, I'll be watching. Thank you, guys. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you tomorrow, Mike. All right. Stay safe. You too. You too, guys. All right. Will do. All right, there you have it, everybody. Pete Glusick, uh, what a what a show! I mean, uh, as good as it can get during these uh, strange, weird, uncertain times. Um, Want to thank our sponsors once again: Mystery Tackle Box, Founders Beer, Bash University, TH Marine, Doctor Squatch, Liquid Mayhem, Flambo, uh, and uh, want to thank you for your support of the show, Brian. Thank you for and, for producing it and torquito did you say and torquito i don't know i'm i'm reading off this <laughs> list so fast um i want to thank torquito but i yes. want to thank torquito yeah a little, yeah. little strange we had to we had to keep our little space over here but yeah, it worked yeah. it worked they'll get better as they go on yeah, we'll, usually when i see it's been a few weeks or a month or whatever yeah we do, we do that bro hug thing yeah no more bro hugs no nah. just like was, air air hug yeah. air air elbows so, air palm, air fists that's I, it i see you over there bro <laughs>
<laughs> but I, I feel like hugs are going to be pretty amazing when this is all over. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Glenn Hughes, man. I shout real, out to Glenn. Definitely. Really appreciate what those guys are doing. Yes, you know, lobbying for the rights of the fishermen. Yes, and, very important. Yeah, very important. Shout out to Mark Daniels Jr. One of my uh, favorites. Awesome guy. Really, really great guy. Great fisherman, but but a better guy. Um, great human. Great human being. And thank you for tuning in tonight and watching and listening. Uh, Brian mentioned earlier, but if you want to catch up on old episodes, a lot of ways to do it. If you've got extra time in your hands right now, go to IkeLive.com. You could also go to iTunes. You can go to Stitcher. If you're over there at iTunes, leave us a positive comment if you like what you're hearing. Uh, Dude, the, the interview with, uh, with Matt Robertson on him and, yeah. and Alabama guy. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. The, <laughs> the guy yeah. from the crowd? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, go back and check it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. Is it uh, ridiculous? Yeah. I, 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 you, I didn't go back and watch that one yet. Oh, my God. Oh, I got to see that one. Yeah, you you lived it. Yeah, the I did. That was amazing. Oh, that was amazing. He, he's, yeah. Very al <laughs> he was very, very Alabama. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for watching. Um, keep your eye out. We're going to be posting the next date, and uh, we'll get some great guests lined up for the next show. Yeah. Have a good night. And most of all, stay safe. Good night, everybody. Four and a half inch drop shot worm, Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB and J, give me something hard. Hey, KBD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three aught, no, four aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about Calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, four places to throw a frog, exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass, and how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh, is he in my pocket? There's a special place in our hearts for the tools of the trade. They're what we prep for a good day on the water. They're what we clean after a good day in the field. Flambeau's patented Z-Rust technology protects the gear of today from rust and corrosion. Z-Rust, for the performance of tomorrow. Preserve, perform, repeat. hard to catch your fish. TH Marine has two products to ensure your fish survive. The Oxygenator injects 100% pure oxygen into your live well. That increases fish survival by 35%. For the perfect combo, add G-Juice live well treatment. It calms fish, stops bleeding, removes ammonia, and replaces slime coat. Get an Oxygenator and G-Juice and keep your fish alive.